get you go to school. And here's your name. What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan worshipping Freemason moron. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do it slowly. Well, I ain't spending any time on it. Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and we look at cookers going apeshit over a woman who refused to get the COVID vaccination, but of course still expects to get a heart transplant. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, that's the thing with hearts. Cookers can't crowdfund them, or any live organs for that matter, or they'd be doing their own transplants at home. But I wouldn't put it past them to try, you know, shake the coin jar for a new heart, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars, and then mistakenly vanish with the cash. Ah, oh, I don't know what happened. It's standard <laughs> no operating hearts. procedure at this point, and that was not intended to be a pun, but it kind of was. Nah, kind of was. Pretty awful. Pretty awful. Yes. So in the meantime, Guru Graham has been placed in irons by the Wallopers, <laughs> but don't fret, listeners. I know you're very concerned. Guru is able to red pill the detectives who are now on his side. <laughs> They're with him. The truth. The truth. Uh, and here's a tip for Wollongong's own concreting entertainer. Mm-hmm. Wear a fucking shirt to court, man. Yeah, I mean, we- just do that. You know? He did, though. He did. He did, to be fair. I was wandering around outside Wollongong Court yesterday shirtless. Yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't like to have it on for long, which is problematic <laughs> for him and others. Of course, we have this week, it's a main episode, so we've got Solvice behaving badly. We've got which black pill... Which black pill fuck which said ma, that? Ma, 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 ma. Haven't said it for so long. And Australia's most unloved senator, the Deej, is just asking questions. Just asking questions, just asking questions. Before we get on to that, we'll ask you questions. Questions like asking you to consider throwing a bit of coin, out, coin, coin our way. Coin. Oh, my God, yeah. I can't yeah. speak. And give, give Joel the speech pathology lessons he so badly needs. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was about to make that joke myself, but you beat me to it because apparently I can't speak. <laughs> it does help us keep the lights on here at the Condition Release Program because, yes. honestly, it's so much work. For as little as uh, five Spendolians a month, we accept Spendolians, don't we, Joel? Fuck yeah. They're like <laughs> two to one. Oh, excellent. Uh, you'll be helping us out, uh, listeners, but uh, plus you'll have access to all sorts of premium content, Zoom chats with Joe and myself, and that warm, satisfying feeling deep in the cockles of your heart. Ah, uh, yes, an expression I first heard on Dennis Leary's tape when I was 12. He swore a lot. So did I. But if you have too many warm cockles in your heart, you're going to need a transplant, and the New World Order won't let you have one until you're held down and forced to take the bioweapon jab. <sighs> So, but simply go to www.patreon backslash the conditional release program. And if anyone asks, simply tell them you were just following orders. Yeah, it's a classic excuse. And before you know it, you'll have it all expenses paid to Nuremberg. It's very nice this time of year. Mm, I bet it is. But that's Mm. enough of that because we haven't had enough of this. The conditional release program's weekly news. Shirtless grifter and concreting entertainer David Graham was arrested and charged with two counts of intimidation offences on Friday, 17 February. Oh no! Who will steal from the grifters now? Yes, the Wallopers turned up en masse with a search warrant to rifle around in David's undie drawer, only to discover 
to the disgust of everyone, that he owns less shit catches than he does shirts. Oh, my God. Put a fucking shirt on, mate. You are 61 years of age, for fuck's sake. Just have some self-respect. Where's your dignity? I mean, well, I guess that went a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a lot of that. Nah. The charges stem from Graham's unhappiness that Ooh. 2GB Morning Radio host uh, Ben Fordham wouldn't have him on his show. No. Come on, Ben. You're talking to hundreds of thousands of people on any given day. Why wouldn't you reach out for a quick interview from a man who was not just on the record but filmed himself saying, A, the Wyambler attacks that led to the ambush murders of two young police officers as well as a 51-year-old neighbour of the trains were a false flag mm-hmm. attack and, B, wanted to launch an airstrike on the Australian Federal Parliament calling it Australia's 9-11. Now, Graham got a mention at the Wollongong court today, as we record this, 23rd of Feb, and uh, he has demanded his computers and phones. Uh, he wants them back from the coppers, but the cops said, no way, get fuck, fuck off. Classic. He did receive a notebook that had the word election on it. Which I absolutely fucking adored hearing <laughs> this. Like, he takes the cops to court. It was on the register and everything to get his stuff back. He made his little excuse about not getting legal representation because his devices are gone, blah, blah, blah. All a bunch of bullshit. But he did manage to get his official campaign materials back. Uh, Your Honor, Your Honor, look, look, it's official campaign materials. <laughs> and I'm a senator. And it says election on it. So you've yeah. got to give it back. There's a law. It's senator, the law. Senator General. He's a Senator uh, General. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't. I don't remember the titles. It's, uh, yeah. it's very tricky. Uh, look, he, he, he assumes titles. He assumes titles because he, he is running as a candidate, as yes. an independent candidate with Ricky yes. Bozzi. A group uh, independent, an Australia One candidate who's not in Australia One yeah. because Australia One doesn't exist. Cool. Can't register that party. Damn. They just yeah, do so that? they're running as grouped independents, uh, yeah. Ricky Bozzi and uh, Graham, uh, for the New South Wales Upper House. But there have been stories of a breach of his bar conditions, including the, the, the one uh, allegation that he named the person he is alleged to have intimidated. And another bail condition is that he not live in his own filth. Well, <laughs> that's going to be hard to do. But That'd not live hard. in his own filth on board that catamaran of his. Uh, whether he has moved back into public housing or not, we cannot say. Yeah. But we do know that bail was continued today. But here's the thing, Joel. I'm not calling him guru anymore. And I think yeah. people should stop. Yeah. You can get fucked on that. In the real world, you get the nickname you're given, not the one you want. And that's why George Costanza isn't called T-Bone Costanza, <laughs> despite his fervent wish that he wanted to be called T-Bone Costanza. It is tricky, and this is incredibly true. I mean, he goes on about being called Guru, but it's bloody un-Australian to pick your own nickname. Yep. But isn't that something you said is reserved only for test cricketers? Oh, no, 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 that's referring to yourself. In the third person. Ah, uh, <laughs> no, no, that's no. what that no, is. No, the rules on nicknames are absolutely rigid and unwavering. Yeah, um, that's fair enough. Look, it's I got will, to come from someone else. I'll call him Graham when I feel like it sounds better or I'm being lazy. But otherwise, I do like the idea of Dinky David and uh, Davy Gravy. Um, but, uh, you know, if <laughs> listeners want to reach out and tell us some good new nicknames for Guru, who is a fuckwit, swine and liar, um, yeah, I mean, you know, go hog wild because... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, well, you know, I'm, I'm happy with fuckwit, swine, or liar. Um, <laughs> These <laughs> are the things I get called for breakfast. Dave, fuckwit, Graham. Yeah, yeah. The that's, liar. 
got a real ring to it. It's got yeah. a real ring to it. Yeah. Um, so, like, look, either way, he's not playing for Australia and he's not going to represent Australia with no. a very reassuring series of tweets from Anthony Green that explain how Dinky David has literally no chance to get up the election. Aww. So, I mean, he's not going to be a senator. He's not going to be an MLC. He's not going to be a general. <laughs> he's not going to fuck anything. He's just going to continue being Dave on a yacht. When he is humiliated, finally, by a vote in the point of a percent range, he will squeal, election fraud, <laughs> as loud as he possibly can. But no one's going to fucking care. The election we've done and dusted. He's no longer a candidate. He no longer has a com car and a fucking security detail, according to his bizarre, deluded imagination. <laughs> there will be a hundred odd weirdos watching and giving a fuck. Maybe. That's about it. Probably 50 of them are like Twitch kids, like planning their next prank. The cops do have his devices, though, and apparently some drugs. We still yeah. don't know what the drugs are and how much there were left. Uh, <laughs> weed? I mean, definitely. It's, it, it, it seemed, didn't it? You know, that, that there was sort of the big talk of an ounce of weed. Yeah, I mean, that's Which the is enough to get situation. you a caution. It'd be enough to get you a caution, and that would indicate, you know, if they were sort of class A's, for want of a better term, he might be facing charges on those I'd two. be very surprised if there weren't acid or mushies on there. And to be honest, I find it very difficult to be rejoicing in glee. I can't stand the fucking guy, but the idea of getting a rap for acid on mushrooms, I can't ever get on board with that. But look- when it comes down to it, there is a strong chance that there were other little things in a little box somewhere which are very illegal. I don't know. Probably. I'm just, just going to say guess. probably. Just a guess. Just a guess. They did have a warrant, so it's all legit. It's fair game. And I think it is likely he's going to get charged for those. It could very well be a caution for his giant stonking bag of weed. That's fine. Whatever. But what are they going to come up with on those computers? I mean, I, I don't know. think he's the kind of person who knows how to cover his tracks. He's the guy who mm. kind of, he would never empty his recycle bin. Oh, don't worry. I deleted it. No, you didn't, yeah. Guru. No, you got didn't. Some, got some exotic solitaire games, you know. <laughs> He's a fucking idiot. The Aussie Cossack has been all over this, oh, yes. claiming on his YouTube channel that he was providing Graham with a lawyer, and this may or may not be true. I don't know. But what it does say is there is this real desperation to be included in the, like, the attention with this move. Poking his head over the fence of the Russian consulate. Hey, everyone remember me? Exactly, exactly. It's sort of like, I think I said this in the Patreon episode, but it's like it's like my dog. Like whatever we're doing, she's just like, um, yeah, can I just be a part of this? Because like, I don't know what you're doing, but like, I'm, I'm, just, really, yeah. I'm here. I think I'll be into it. Yeah. And I'm super keen, just by the way. I'm really into it. I'll get you a lawyer if you want. Just include me. Just make sure that I'm a part of this. So David Gravy also spoke at one of those, you know, creepy pro-Russia protests held outside the Consulate General of the Russian mm-hmm. Federation in Wallara in uh, Eastern Sydney. Very, very juicy area. Um, uh, double Bay. Double Bay. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Simeon's really uh, pulled him, uh, pulled himself up by the, uh, the bootstraps there. That's really so good. <laughs> the, the Russian staff there must be going, what did we do? What did oh, we do man. to deserve this? And then they're going to go, oh, yeah, that's right. That stuff, yeah. Stop serving him cabbage. It's not making the air nice. <laughs> so Guru went to this thing wearing a fucking Russian flag T-shirt with a big Z on it, which is yeah. just chilling for war, simping for Putin. And, of course, all of this is in the name of freedom because, I mean, yeah. reasons? Putin, I don't know. Putin's a, Putin, Putin's a freedom guy. Loves freedom. Loves, Loves freedom. freedom. The more yeah. the merrier. Yeah, exactly. Except if you get. So initial reports of his arrest were from Australia One's Telegram group that falsely claimed he was arrested for terrorism charges. No. I 
correctly doubted them on that one by tweeting that yes, report said, um, and oh, that was massive ass cover because I was just like, oh, yeah, you guys, you guys know. lie. We, you, we've you, been around these characters for long enough. Yeah, but bullshit. Not to accept you? what they say no, at face value. No, that's a that's a fool's errand. So it has been said that the people searching the boat were indeed from a counterterrorism squad. That being said, in court, Guru said that it was an anti-corruption squad. Um, I don't know if they give blue pajamas to anti-corruption squads if they exist at all. I don't know what he was talking about on that one. It <laughs> no, was real no. fucking weird. He did sort of, you know, he did sort of, you know, convince himself that that the detectives had suffered a bit of Stockholm syndrome after oh, talking to him for an hour or two. Oh yeah, you know, of course he and pilled- they just pulled him up. The totally other thing pilled- that was really funny to me was the night before his arrest, he was actually demanding some kind of expanded mm. police protection. That's right. That was great. <laughs> because he was a candidate now. Well, no, he's a senator. No, well, he was a senator. He was general, saying he was a senator, you know. senator general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but that was great. what he was insisting. You know, I mean, he thinks that if you become a candidate, then all of a sudden the police just drop everything. So look, we'll, we'll just send a car around to your home now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like you know, the fact that he used the term senator, I do believe that he realizes in some way, shape, or form that he's a candidate. I, the terminology sure. is funny, mm. but yeah, I mean, like that is that is the real. I think that's the real take on this, which is that he thinks as a candidate. He is somehow now in an elevated status in society. <laughs> and cookers are status-chasing people. So the idea mm. of being able to get a few signatures and suddenly become greater than the rest of the rabble is something these fucking autocratic motherfuckers get off on to a point of absurdity. They are yeah. chasing power. And you can see that for they they run for office. Want to be elitists. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All the court cases, it's all about power. Let's not get any mistakes on that. So look. Even so, when it came to light that the charges related to threatening someone, which is kind of bad, Mm. the general vibe was, well, that's not really a crime, is it? I mean... (laughs) Attempted murder. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't happen. Where's the victim? You ever hear of anyone winning a Nobel Prize for attempted chemistry? (laughs) That's a Simpsons line, by the way. That's very good. That's very good. Uh, but look, it speaks to their absolute inability to be decent human beings at a fundamental level. They're just mm, like, oh, threatening a woman? Oh, bro, that's just like an end, a day that ends in Y, you know? Oh, mm. yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't be so tough. Don't be such a square. It's not illegal. It's just a bit of banter. We were just having fun with each other. No, you weren't. You were using a fucking carriage service to harass. Allegedly. Anyway. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. 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 Anyway, look. Tell you what's not fucking alleged, Guru did get a win from this, and he's had a few, because he decided to actually put a T-shirt on for once, and <laughs> this was for court, so he's really dressing up. It was a t- it was a T-shirt, which had the title and the title image of his Facebook page. You know, he's been trying to get his Facebook page out there. He tried to get on Big One Hundred Five, and they sort of skirted around it, and Two GB refused to broadcast it. Yeah, so news.com.au uh, took a photo of him wearing the T-shirt put that photo on the article, and then publish the name of the Facebook group in text. Mm. So I guess the media training is going real well with the interns at News. Um, good work, guys. Good work. Anyway. Yeah, can- could have photoshopped that out, I suppose. Just blur. I mean, look, it is, Don't it put is it in the, text. Yeah, just blur it. Um, look, you know, the issue is you know, it probably didn't occur to, to, any, to, to anybody that it, that it should be blurred. And maybe it shouldn't be blurred. But anyway. We'll yeah, we can talk about that. I think the they could have not home. put it in text. 
Because they yeah, wrote I, yeah, it in the article. That. Yeah. That's really silly. But anyway, look, realistically, they're going all out on him. And at the end of the day, he's going to get 0.01% of the vote. So I don't care that much. He did come flanked, as usual, cook a playbook, with 10 noisy supporters who were told to shut up by people there who were, you know, facing actual charges, um, yeah. not just engaging in a clown show. Uh, apparently, Graham walked straight to the bar table before even being called, when the prosecutor told him just maybe, maybe just take a sit up the back. <laughs> not, not, thought, not, not you just yet, mate. You yeah. know, other things to do here today. Yeah, and they're not going to call you Guru. They're going to call you David what? Graham. <laughs> so just hear out for that. But in the meantime, Ray Hadley, who famously dislikes boat people, has decided to make David Guru Graham his personal punching bag. He's gone hard. I do not want... I would never want to be in that position. Oh, my God. I hear him mm. like absolutely lamb pooning ministers i'm like oh you poor thing for some reason i don't think guru is going to be having a go at him though you know calling the switchboard <laughs> saying oh i'm gonna fucking eat hadley's dick for breakfast with a fucking side of potatoes he's a dick fuck rah. no this is gonna be a very one-sided rivalry why because last time you did this mm, got arrested mm, maybe <laughs> leave it alone just for a moment. The Guru did get the attention he wanted, though, with the American QAnon influencer SG Anon giving him some airtime, truthing on Truth Social, the Trump truthy social media platform. Oh, God. Yeah. Truthing his disapproval of the arrest and featuring on a live stream with Guru and his dead shit mates. And the thing is, this man craves attention and he managed yeah. to get it. I mean, like, to a point where I'm like, credit where credit's due. I hat tip this guy for the amount of, like, Credit he gets, you know, like he just like these assholes in the movement are like, we've got to threaten save wo- this free fighter. Threaten a woman, Joe. Threaten a woman. Yeah, huh? that's great. I, I'm just going to do it. I, any volunteers, any listeners who want to be threatened, because I don't want to do it without consent, because I'm a bit of a allegedly, snag. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. Sorry, yes. sorry, sorry, sorry. But sorry. Uh, yeah, I just, I just, I would love to get some more listeners. And if um, threatening a woman is what it takes, um, please <laughs> send an email to the Commission Release Program at gmail.com. We're, we're not doing. We're not I'll, doing. Um, job. No. Terrible joke. Anyway. Look, despite all this, the fundamentals are the same. Your cooker commits a crime, has zero self-awareness, absolutely no remorse, makes conspiracies about why it happened. This time is, of course, to sabotage his chances at the New South Wales election, <laughs> which oh, those chances uh, don't exist. Mm-hmm. They go to court, bring a bunch of degenerates with cooked brains and nothing else to do, who just make a clown show of the courtroom and sort of make excuses about why they have no decent legal argument or, of course, representation. At all. At all. Mm. They bitch and moan to the media outside, tell the truth, tell the truth, despite being pathologically incapable of telling the truth because it's too (laughs) boring for their fucking broken minds. And at the end of it all, a slap on the wrist, rinse and repeat, release, catch, release, catch. Mm. And there's absolutely no reason in my mind to think that this incident, with all the fucking drama and all the hysteria, is going to be any fucking different than every other time this has happened. Yeah, we'll see about that. I still uh, think uh, the cops will be going through the computers with a fine tooth comb. I fucking hope so, because I'm uh, so bored. I'd like to have a look at that. I'd like to be able to flip that on and and uh, and uh, and have a look around. Anyway, I would rather someone on Twitter, one of the great Cooker Watcher people in the community, to do all that for me and give me the cliff notes, because I would be absolutely bored. Another natural news video. Oh, so that's okay. Cool. Yep. Don't care. Sure enough. Don't yeah. care. Banality of evil and all that sort of stuff. Exactly. Thanks, Hannah. Speaking of which, and we have to put our serious faces on now, Mm. um, uh, Peyton Grandin was sentenced last week, Joel. 
Yeah, a gunman who killed 10 black people at a supermarket in Buffalo, New York last May has been sentenced to life in prison on charges including murder and domestic terrorism motivated by hate. Yeah, prior to last week's sentencing, 19-year-old Peyton Gendron apologised to the families of the victims for killing them because they were black. Mm-hmm. He said he had believed the racist theories he had seen online and acted out of hate. At the time of the shooting, Gendron was just 18 years of age. Gendron pleaded guilty to the 10 murders in state court. He was sentenced to life in prison without prospect of parole. He will die in jail. Victims of the May 14, 2022 shooting at Tops Friendly Markets ranged from age 32 to 86 and included a retired police officer working as security guard, a civil rights activist who had advocated for gun control, and a grandmother shopping for strawberry shortcake ingredients Mm. if that doesn't hit you in the solar plexus i don't know what will so investigators discovered gendron who lived more than three hours drive away had focused on the area having discovered the post or zip code as they call it where he killed the 10 black americans had the highest percentage of black americans in the state he fucking looked this up yeah he did. Uh, similarly, his re- research led him to believe the top supermarket in Buffalo had a mainly black clientele. He had driven to the store on several occasions, scoping it out. And there was one where he could have gone right off there where he was um, locked and loaded and there was a confrontation uh, in the supermarket and he walked away. Uh, before the shooting, Gendron had posted messages on the theme of white supremacy. The judge said there could be no mercy, no understanding, no second chances for Gendron and sentenced him to life in prison, as I said before, without the possibility of parole. Gendron's AR-15, or AR-15 facsimile, also had... Style rifle, yep. Yeah, had phrases written on written on it, including here's your reparations, Ooh. the great replacement, Ooh. various racial slurs, and the names of other mass shooters written on uh, written on the stock. At one point during the trial, a man in the courtroom lunged at Gendron before police and attorneys were able to restrain him. Perhaps they shouldn't have. Perhaps they should yeah. have just given him, a, given him two or three minutes. Give him a wallet. Give him a wallet. Five minutes alone. Mm-hmm. I'd say that other mass shooters may very well have included the Christchurch one, but he also covered his rifle in memes um, right. mm. and uh, yeah so that's a really despicable link between the two and I think there's a root cause of that which is of course something like 4chan or 8chan but look I would say as far as restraining that guy goes don't worry one of many he's about to go to jail I don't think that the uh, black community in there is going to really love him and there may very well be a little follow up incident well, in there he, he may well be approached by the uh, you know the Aryan Brotherhood there which is a major gang inside yeah. the state and federal prisons in the United States uh, he did offer an apology to the victim's family, so we'll, we'll just read that for me, Joel, if you wouldn't mind. All right, this is going to be painful because he sucks. He said, quote, I'm very sorry for all the pain I forced the victims and their families to suffer through. I'm very sorry for stealing the lives of your loved ones. I cannot express how much I regret all the decisions I made leading up to my actions on May 14th. Fuck, this sounds so prepared. Fuck you. Yeah. I did a terrible thing that day. I shot and killed people because they were black. Looking back now, I can't believe I actually did it. Your lawyers fucking wrote this for you. Fuck you. I believe what I read online and acted out of hate. I know I can't take it back, but I wish I could. And I don't want anyone to be inspired by me and what I did. I mean, 
I'm sorry. Is he actually remorseful? Because that sounds like it was written by his mum. No, I think you're right. No, absolutely not. He is not remorseful. In fact, his apology can only be seen in the context of the federal charges he has yet to be prosecuted for, which include terrorism. The state of New York does not have the death penalty, but the US federal system does. Ooh, needles. And in the federal case, he is charged with 10 counts of hate crime resulting in death, three counts of hate crime involving bodily injury, an attempt to kill... 10 counts of use of a firearm to commit murder during a crime of violence Mm -hmm. and three counts of use and discharge of a firearm during a crime of violence. And there is informed speculation that the apology was offered only as a part of a plea deal that Uh, would see him avoid the death penalty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Joel, we have fairly strong views on the death penalty here. We're both opposed to it. But I keep coming back to the Silvio Dante uh, line from The Sopranos when uh, the, when Tony and Syl are musing what to do about a particular character who's causing them a lot of grief and, and Syl <coughs> sort of nods his head and sort of looks at Tony and goes, you know, I really can't see any point in keeping him around. <laughs> and and that, the thought does occur to me. But Yeah, it's hard. It, it's it's hard. really hard. You've got to have a line. You've got to have a line. Yeah, definitely is a line. This guy definitely crossed any sort of uh, any sort of line of decent human behaviour. Yeah, um, but uh, I know you're the same. I am of the belief that that um, that the uh, the reason that we oppose the death penalty is because a society has to prove itself better than its worst individuals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and playing God, and also the idea of like you know, sure, like things can be slam dunks in some minds and things like that. But I don't necessarily believe in a sense of objectivity, and the idea the state can be an executioner really doesn't sit with me well no. at all. It's just a line I don't I, want to cross. I think also too this this fellow will spend probably sixty and possibly even seventy years in jail, maybe more, uh, and. And that's a significant punishment. And maybe, just maybe, he will have genuine remorse. He will feel genuine remorse at some point in his life. Yeah. Um, um, Yeah. But... Yeah, I'm, it I'm won't quite, count for much. I'm quite comfortable with the sixty or seventy years never to be released. Anyway, the yeah, other thing no. that we really wanted to look at it's a grim it's a grim discussion, but um, New York State gun laws should have prohibited called red flag gun gun laws. It, it should have prohibited Glendron, Gendron, I should say, from owning a gun. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. So Gendron bought this AR-15 style gun just from a gun store in New York and he worked his way around New York State's red flag laws because he just, he passed all the background checks. I mean, like, you know, it was all sweet. But the issue here is, of course, these red flag laws meant to pick up incidents and things like that that don't necessarily come up on a background check. Mm. So nine months before the attack, Gendron had been taken to an emergency room for a mental health evaluation after an incident in high school where he mentioned murder-suicide. If you want to talk about red flags, that one is fucking red. Yeah. But the issue is here, he was released without being involuntarily committed and that's according to law enforcement officials. We don't really know the, the finer details around it, but at the end of the day... We do know a little bit. The thing. Yeah, we do know a little bit, you know... <clears throat> Involuntary commitment could have, if the system worked as designed, or if the system was basically um, changed a little bit, where involuntary commitment was not well, was yeah. not the red flag. You know yeah. that, 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 that the bar moved a little bit 
uh, towards you know Caution. people going about their about their lives being protected from lunatics like this. Exactly. Uh, he, look, he, he waited in an emergency uh, an emergency department or public hospital for for a, for a number of hours. He was given a fifteen minute psychi- psychiatric evaluation. And he was basically, you know, he, he said afterwards he boasted about something. He said he did the right things and, and he avoided yeah, the red yeah. flags. He gamed the situation, which is Yeah, he knew exactly common, yeah. what was happening. He actually acquired a, a shotgun, I think, in the state of New Jersey and ammunition from, from there subsequently. But, he, yeah, he understood what was happening. So yeah. those red, fl- red flag laws, not much point having uh, gun control laws if they don't work. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's we've seen very that true. So, yeah. so maybe that trigger, involuntary commitment, is the wrong trigger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if someone is mentioning murder, suicide, That's ideating huge. it in a school, that would be a red flag for me. That would be yeah. sufficient for a red flag and the police would have to get involved and then they would basically have to ban him from acquiring weapons. It would at yeah. least make his job in this case much more difficult. It does, it does raise one issue for me, which is just one little issue, and I don't want to go too off topic, but the idea of people avoiding uh, psychiatric care in order to avoid state-sanctioned uh, consequences, yeah, that worries a me a lot too. because yeah. um, in the US there's enough disincentives to get care, mostly financial. We don't need more of them. But at the same time, I mean, this is a catch-22 because yeah. I can sit here and I can you know, advocate for the idea of people having access to firearms because I don't want to see some kind of uh, consequence of having a mental health issue. And then, of course, one of the very effective mechanisms of filtering out people who may have erratic behaviour is through these kind of medical records. So, and, and, and we can see the level of psychiatric evaluation is is, is just not quite in, in the in his case in Gendron's case was just not right. I mean, yeah. a, a proper well, it, evaluation would have given yeah would have given would have given him yeah. And look, let's understand that you know this business of involuntary commitment uh, <clears throat> on the basis of you know perceived threat to to a community. Is probably the wrong line to have. Yeah, 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 totally. And right. I think that's where the state of New York's got to do. And there were red flag. There are a lot of blue states, particularly, who've got red flag laws now. In fact, you know, they, they go into red states now. And, and the, the issue is that as they are written, they don't really work. It needs to be data driven. It does. It really yeah. does. The cows have fucking masks on. Everybody is up for the high jump. If they deserve it, if they deserve to hang, they will hang. Rise up, Australia. Men of Australia, time to step up and be real men. Protect your kids or go down. Biggest cowards this country has ever seen. Hang that animals. It has been a huge month for David Eggs, mm. who has truly accelerated his trajectory from being some an annoying conspiracy theorist on Telegram to an independent media mogul. Or so he seems to think. It's very... Laughable, man. It's quite deluded. Uh, a big thanks to Vaxatious Litigant and various other Twitter accounts for a lot of the content we're about to report on. Seriously, we stole so much of your shit and we plan to in a later episode on David Eggs. You have an amazing... Pile of uh, work. Vaxatious Litigant is Just, fantastic. If you're not following Vaxatious Litigant, you should be on Twitter. You should. You absolutely should. So Dave's all rights reserved store, selling merchandise and various tat, run with Tom Barnett, has exploded recently, quite suspiciously in fact, with ridiculously priced products, including a $70 towel and a $45 Ooh. hat. Mm. So they claim on the website that due to overwhelming demand, <laughs> products could take up to four weeks to arrive. What? Really? Mm, don't know. Don't know about that. 
you could definitely employ some kids to deal with that backlog. In reality, this is simply the timeline of a print-on-demand product done yep. as cheaply as possible to maximize profits. You could have paid for express postage, but Dave, you didn't because it would chew into your giant margins. The question here is, why do you lie like this? What, like, why, like, why can't you just say these items are printed on demand and it takes time? Please allow it to four weeks for delivery. Why do you have to make this about overwhelming demand? Okay, cool. Well, let's just establish the fact that you're a fucking liar and nothing you say can be trusted. Moving on. So he's also pushing an affiliate marketing scam in form of filter, uh, water filters, you know, just overpriced water filters where everyone gets paid a little bit of grift on the side yeah. and, of course, supplements. And we're not going to go into that in detail. We've got a few things lined yeah, up. Yeah, got a few things up our sleeves about Dave and supplements. Exactly. But it's nothing new in the cooker world. I mean, Maria Z's doing like crazy. Alex Jones made an empire out of it. Thankfully, he's about to lose it. But Dave does come from a rich background of MLM success, which is the worst thing. You can be in an MLM, but don't be successful at it because that makes you a prick. So it's no surprise he's trying to monetize his followers by selling them nonsense. This is how MLM works. You get an audience, you sell them bullshit, they sell stuff for you, pyramid, win. But aside from his merchandise venture, he's also decided to monetize his content. Now, what content, you might ask? Valid mm -hmm. question. Yeah, his members are actually asking the same question because he's decided to charge $97 a year or inexplicably $19 a month. $19.95 or something like that. You know, that's the theory behind it. You know, well, it's not quite 20 It's a lot. Retail's you, been you, doing this for a long time. <laughs> when you times 19 by 12, it's a lot more than $97. Yeah. You have access to three videos. That's right. There is no content. Wow. There's three videos. Wow. So that's what's being said by disgruntled members of the website who laid down about a hundred odd dollars to get shit they can probably find on his BitChute account. I mean, that's just fucking great, huh? Yeah. Dave's decision to monetize his content has come in the wake of mainstream media attention and a bit of police attention too in recent weeks. Yeah. Dave's been in the spotlight a few times for various reasons and a few comments on his Telegram chat have been mentioned in the media as being rather unpleasant. Nutties. This apparently triggered a decision to move away from Telegram and create a paywalled media platform. Mm -hmm. Telegram cannot be trusted. The world is falling apart. You need me. Give me your money. Yep, that's the fucking line. So the website is a prime example of marketing overdrive. All branding, no substance, which is a really good way to introduce his mate Hayley Bertles Eats. Yeah. She, yeah, could, be, she, she could be described She's in a very no similar way. All branding. All branding, yeah. And all bullshit. You mm. might know her from Aussie Helping Hands, which is the controversial charity, choosing my words there, that has led to Dave O'Neags being charged with crimes by police. Oh, and Hayley Bertles Eads as well. Oh, her man has been held over until later this year. Oh, that's a real shame. Yeah, mm. the really impact of travel plans. And a couple of hearings in September and October, I think, of this year. Mm. We'll uh, be watching that's those. Her, and um, uh, it's been pushed back now. Um, until uh, I think around about, well, it might actually be March. Okay, cool. We'll keep an eye out. We'll be keeping an eye out. We'll be doing an episode on these two soon, so we'll uh, we yeah. might time we there's might line it up there. for that. Oh, there's so much. So while Oneg has been this hyperactive blowhard in his Telegram channel for some time, his grind set attitude has really gone off a peg since Haley's been around. Now, is this a coincidence? Maybe, Maybe. but Maybe. if you ask Dave. There's no such thing as coincidences. No, that's right. <laughs> I mean, this has got to be a conspiracy. Dave has been called out about the cost of his website several times, and his responses never disappoint. 
Well, here's one. When it comes to how much money Dave needs to keep going, his answer appears to be, how long is a piece of string? This is what he actually said to someone on Telegram who asked, hypothetically, let's say 30K, around half of your followers, paid $5 a week for your website. You do the maths. That's one expensive website to run, mate, even after expenses. Dave replied with, this is small-minded thinking. First of all, (laughs) followers means nothing. It's mean, you fucking idiot. (laughs) Fucking moron. You fucking abject functional illiterate. Anyway, secondly, he said, you don't understand how resources create change. All caps. All caps, yeah. It's not about me getting a Ferrari. Well, it is a little bit. Uh We have a country that is being manipulated and destroyed by lies. Those Mm. funds... Which, Which would be would great. Be great. <laughs> would be used to reach huge numbers of people with high-quality content. Mm-hmm. Three videos, folks. That's yep. the mission. Awake, conscious, and well-informed Aussies, Dave says, who we can help see what's really happening to our country. Okay. Yeah, cool. So Dave's going to save the world, and he needs your money to do it. But like, save the Got world from what? Realistically, he's saving you, the donator, from the thing that he just makes up to scare you. <laughs> oh, are you not scared? Okay, cool. Well, the drinking water in your um, in your house kills you. Uh, oh, you don't drink? the. Also, oh, your showering water kills you through your pores. Okay, cool. You're scared now? Give me money. I'll fix it. Don't worry about it. I mean, fear porn is his business. It's his business model from start to finish. And the great thing about this is he's mixed this fear porn business model with this fucking Hayley Bertles Eads winner's mindset that apparently is going to get him a Ferrari. I mean, like, it's not about... No, no. No, it's no, not, no, no, no. It's not no, about getting a no, Ferrari. Ferrari. No, it's just not about Ferraris. Not about... No, it, it is a little bit, though, isn't it? It just... It feels like it's a little bit. Now, we were going to stick the boot right into our knees and probably give Hayley a bit of a serve, too, because she has breadcrumbs all over the place. But honestly, he has been such a real prick recently that it is a long fucking story. So we are going to push some of that into another episode. But we'll give you a bit of a summary here, which is he's been bullying his supporters to giving him money. He's been lying about merch with clearly fudged testimonial reviews. He's charging GST when he's not even registered for it. And he also claimed quite publicly and quite blatantly that his recent trip to Mexico was a gift from someone, which was then... Later clarified, possibly accidentally, by Bertolt's Eads on some random TikTok video. Yes. As being Sorry. paid for with membership money. But it's so, all good business. He's doing business. He's, he's doing, doing business, he's, this exactly. is what you're saying. He's an entrepreneur. Oh, you idiots, you don't understand business. But this is what he's doing. This is why it's important for him to be in Mexico, so he can do business. Exactly. And then he can make content, like talk to Carrie Madej, who thinks there's fucking robots in the vaccine. I mean, it's, it's great. It's going to be great content. Because the great thing about Carrie is she's never done an interview before, ever. It'll mm. be a fucking exclusive. You moron. Anyway, he's just been a lying little grifting weasel. And he's been bullying this terrified flock of sheep into giving him Ferrari funds. And that is just not okay. But crazily enough, despite the fact this person is a narcissistic, nasty little shit who basically just bullies terrified people into giving what he wants, this pales in comparison to what he's been up to recently, which is promoting a harassment campaign against the Alfred Hospital in Melbourne. And I mean another one. You know, yeah. this isn't the first time they've Not harassed the a hospital. No. 
The backstory has been reported in mainstream media. This, we're going to say, there's, there's a quote coming up, which is from Channel 9 reporting on the story, just to give you a generic idea of what's being said in the mainstream media. And this is regarding an appearance by Vicky and her husband, John, with recently pilled professional fucking idiot Carl Stefanovic on Today, who declared recently that he's done with done COVID with vaccines. Four and not having any more. Oh, just fuck you. And this is just his way of sort of attempting to draw attention to a plight with national media attention in some sort of peeled anti-vaxxer kind of way. So here's the article from Norm. In 2020, Vicky Dodarian had severe heart failure and had to have a ventricular assist device, VAD, surgically implanted to help pump blood throughout her body. She was hospitalised for months, undergoing rehabilitation, and has only recently been deemed healthy enough to undergo heart surgery should a suitable donor organ become available. But Vicky chose not to get the COVID-19 vaccine because of potential complications she believes it could cause to her condition. Hmm. I want to talk to your cardiologist about that, Vicky. But anyway, mm-hmm. under Victoria's Department of Health and Human Services, this means Vicky uh, is ineligible to be put on the transplant, transplant waiting list, something she wants the government to change. The government. It's the government. <laughs> anyway, exactly. I need to make this clear. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, Vicky told to, uh, today. The today yeah, they program. all say that. They always fucking say that. It's like well, every fucking time. Look, you know, I'm not going to point too many fingers at her because, you know, she she obviously is. I mean, look, when, when you go through something like this, and, and, and obviously she's had a really, really serious condition, you, you, yeah, you, you get a little bit traumatised. But yeah, one thing you fair. do, one thing I found I got is you become very, very keen on the place and the people who are treating it. Yeah. And and the advice they give you. Yeah. Anyway, she goes on to say, when it came to COVID-19, reading up on all the information Mm -hmm. uh, and also knowing about my condition, Mm -hmm. I wanted to minimise risk as much as possible. It's very complicated. It has a lot of risks. And to face those risks on top of an unknown risk from a vaccination that has had partial approval, Mm -hmm. I had to think twice and it's a very hard decision. Keep thinking, Vicky. Yeah, uh, Vicky and stop said, talking to your anti-vax mates. Yeah, Vicky said she has the highest respect for her medical team at the Alfred Hospital. She doesn't really no. because she's ignoring key advice. Mm-hmm. But she feels like patients, uh, like patients like herself, have been pushed into a corner and shouldn't. And this is a quote: "Shouldn't be coerced into taking something they don't believe in to get life-saving treatment." Okay, well, it's <laughs> kind of like hand in hand, though, right? Yeah, but today, yeah. medical expert. An infectious disease specialist, Dr. Nick Coatsworth, said, while there is a risk with the vaccine, the biggest risk would be, will be, and this is a quote, the hit to her immune system if she gets COVID-19 without having the vaccine. Then there's a really significant risk that you'll die and that organ will die with you, he said. Mm-hmm. And we don't want that to happen to you and we certainly don't want it to happen to the family who's made that uh, sacred donation. Very mm-hmm. important that element of family yeah. who have said, yes, you can have my beloved son or daughter's heart. Uh-huh, exactly. It is such a complex area. I don't envy your decision, he said to Vicky, but I do stand by the rules the transplant physicians have made. Yeah. That's an important phrase, the rules the transplant physicians physicians have made. And you'll expand on that in a second. But also, one thing that's really worth um, noting here, if people aren't in the bubble and in the ecosystem, if you don't know who Dr. Nick Coatesworth is, he's actually a bit of a darling of the sort of anti-vax, anti-lockdown movement. Well, he's pretty public about being against COVID-19 mitigation measures, including vaccine mandates, lockdowns, and various masking measures and things like that. 
That's okay. And that's fine. But they're for questionable reasons that, like, you know, are debatable, and that's fine. He has been a very divisive character, especially in a field that has a general consensus. It's almost like climate change denier in in scientists. Okay, well, hear him out. But, like, most people disagree with you, but you happen to get on TV more because you, you know, you ruffle feathers. Well, because probably Carl asked him to be there, yeah. Well, exactly. And in this situation, they say that he's today's expert, but when it comes down to it, if you can't get this sort of libertarian Dr. Nick guy to agree with you, this is like this isn't just a doctor they've grabbed yeah, from the street point. who's agreeing with this. I this mean, is he, the guy he, who would agree with you if he could. He's making an on-the-run sort of clinical assessment. But, but he's, he's but being he honest. he understands, and there's a bit of history about this too. But, look, there's yeah. been some pretty shabby reporting. It's been widely reported as a Melbourne mother denied a heart transplant due to vaccination status, which is incredibly misleading. So misleading. She is being denied being added to the transplant list. Whether she gets a heart or not is entirely unrelated to this. The headlines read a very different story, that a woman will be condemned to death for refusing to get the experimental jab. Just worth reminding people that uh, she was given a, a VAD, uh, which has, will extend her life. Yeah, There's no exactly. doubt about that. You know, yeah. <clears throat> there's no doubt about that. The idea that doctors have any kind of malicious intent is fucking insane. It's just but of course, there's the narrative they're bringing. I mean, so onto one of the parts that is mentioned throughout most of the reporting I've seen and mentioned very badly, which is that she has a medical exemption from Atagi. And she does. She really she does. does. And this mm. sort of throws people a little bit. Now, Dave O'Neags, who is now in this sort of desperate attempt to be like a weird little, like even dumber Ava Yemeni, so desperate to be a journalist. He sought comment from Dedarian, who has a full medical exemption for, uh, wait for it, her chronic heart failure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, so he goes on to prattle on about how the injections are causing heart conditions, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he's just stream of consciousness. Her heart has already failed. Her blood is being pumped by a machine. Now, I don't know about this. Is like is myocarditis a computer virus? Can the machine get pericarditis? Like I mean, fucking hell, this is getting ridiculous here. Like, what what else can happen? Your heart's failed. Yeah, you know what caused a real heart condition? Being unvaccinated and getting COVID after a transplant. That's a bit of a problem, Dave. Yes, that is a bit of a problem. So you can see this sort of circular logic here. She's been pulled on the internet, decided not to get vaccinated out of this weird irrational fear, and now they refuse to put her on a transplant list because she's kind of not worth bothering with. She's probably just going to die. Now, this isn't some kind of vaccine mandate thing. They talk about government all the time. And unsurprisingly, as a fucking cooker, she's blaming Dan Andrews for this. But it's actually for a very serious clinical reason. That's right. Yeah, cookers have been trying to claim that this is the policy of the Alfred Hospital or more generally the Vic Department of Health. It's neither. Uh, There are strict rules associated with being a transplant recipient particularly heart transplants, you can't smoke. Damn you, tyranny. Why can't I just light up in ICU have a couple of Winnie Blues after surgery, you know? Marlboro Reds, please, have some taste. You can't take illicit drugs. And your alcohol intake has to be at a moderate to zero level. Oh, that's me fucked. Also, heart transplant recipients are required to vaccinate for influenza Mm-hmm. MMR, Ooh, and yes, COVID. No shit. So influenza, always yeah. being there. 
Seasonal flu, for fuck's sake, because it'll no kill you. No jumping up and down about that. There may well be other vaccine requirements there, but but those are certainly three. COVID, yeah. influenza, MMR. Exactly. It's, it's not policy. It's the view of a group of clinicians, cardiologists and cardiothoracic surgeons, and that decision making is based on risk, bearing in mind that a little more than 100 hearts become available in any given year. That's, that's Australia-wide. That's not yep. Alfred Hospital. That's not Victoria. In 1980, it was 113. In 2019, it was 148, and that's a good year. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. when a recipient receives a new heart, their immune system, through basically through through drug therapy, it basically shuts down. That and that's intentional, and that's designed to uh, uh, prevent a rejection of the organ. Yeah. So. A common cold could kill a recipient in the immediate post-surgical phase. Exactly, exactly. So this decision has been made in Victoria in a clinical setting based on risk assessment by medical specialists. It's not bureaucratic. It's not a bureaucratic decision. It has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with vaccine mandates. Exactly. And the same situation occurred with plenty of of anti-vax hoopla a year ago in Boston when a 31-year-old man refused to take a COVID vaccine, fearing like the uh, the Melbourne woman, it might cause him heart problems. There is a risk, of course, however low, and a man in his condition, as with the Melbourne woman, with a bum ticker, would be very closely monitored around vaccination. Yep. But the man stubbornly refused to get the jab, so cardiologists gave him a left ventricular assist device, LVAD, which will extend his life and is a fair treatment decision because the supply of LVADs is not limited. Yeah. Uh, Ultimately, that brouhaha led to a clinical study conducted by cardiologists which determined that it was ethical to refuse a heart transplant to an unvaccinated patient, likening it to those with a history of alcoholism being given the opportunity and support to demonstrate abstinence and become uh, transplant eligible. And that was the finding of this study. So this is global. This is a global yeah. issue. This is not exactly. the Alfred Hospital. This is not no. Victorian Department of Health. This is not exactly. Dan Andrews jumping in and saying, hang on, I'm just going to make a few clinical decisions here. This is a decision of the broad range of highly skilled medical specialists, cardiothoracic exactly. surgeons, cardiologists. Yeah, exactly. And that's a really, really important thing to basically get in the open and that is a conversation cookers are not having. I mean, this is the issue because despite all of this that you've just said, which they are blissfully unaware of and will fight you if you try and bring it to their attention, mm. cookers are now rallying around her in this show of idiotic solidarity to fight against a big, mean hospital that won't give their new best friend a new heart. Mate, you don't know her. All you know about her is that she refuses to get a vaccine. But that somehow makes her blessed in your yeah. eyes. Yeah, what right. about the other people on the fucking list? Yep. What about the younger people? What about the fucking, what about the nicer people? What about the families of those who've donated the organs? Oh. Do they want to see it get wasted? Who gives a shit the, about or, them? Or a higher probability that the organ will die with the recipient? This is all too much critical thinking for people in this group. They're just not ready for it. No. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to really be pissing on this woman because, it's, uh, you know, it's important to set the tone here. It is incredibly sad this woman is chronically ill. I'm not relishing in her misery because she's an anti-vaxxer, not even slightly. It is even more sad that she may not ever receive a heart transplant due to a lack of supply and resource to facilitate it. Anyway, That's, that's yeah. fucking tragic. I mean, like... 
even if this wasn't a story and I'd never heard of her, it would still be in the greater ethereal plane a tragedy that she didn't get a heart before she died and she lived her last days attached to a machine. I would never hear about her because she wasn't a fucking anti-vax clown show, but it would still be a tragedy. Mm. It's even fucking sadder that dickheads like Dave O'Neags have scared her into thinking a vaccine with a remote chance of mild heart condition, her heart's already failed, by the way, might be worse than refusing a heart transplant that would save her life. I mean, there's no logic in that, but let's face it, Cooker Logic isn't exactly known for its, say, considered positions. So this show of solidarity has come in the usual form of a harassment campaign against the hospital by phone and a plan to protest outside the building. So in a desperate attempt to be relevant again, Monica Smith, yes, guys, she does still oh, exist. I we remember her. I know, we haven't mentioned her for a while, has she? Because she's just like sort of dead inside. Been on holidays. Yeah, 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 mental holidays. She's made an urgent call to action where she actually opens her own call to action to get people to subscribe to her newsletter at like the very top before the article even subscribe, starts. Subscribe, 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 and then donate. I love it. It's great. And then she posts a video of her being Monica. And by the way, I'm not going to watch that. Donate to our Patreon. Maybe I will. More spare time. <laughs> Fuck that. I mean, really? Uh, I don't need that kind of shit in my life either. Yeah. And of course... Following that is a long list of ways to contact the hospital. It's quite exhaustive. It's got phone numbers. It's got social media. It's got emails. It's got a whole bunch of stuff. So Dave O'Neags, our good friend this week, shared the list from Reignite Democracy Australia with the caption, A heart for Vicky. Well played, Monica Schmidt. Let the hospital know how cruel their policy is. And, and then, then he attached not the their policies. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking exactly. Oh, my God. I'm going to punch my screen. Anyway. When tying up resources at a hospital was challenged by a Telegram participant, Dave O'Neig said fucking this. They started it. Yeah. I mean, just what an absolute prick he is. Mm. Just an absolute fucking scumbag. So another said they rang and the woman seemed pissed off. I wonder fucking why. She said the matter was with VCAT, which we'll cover in a second, but then went on to say, and this is the Telegram poster, mind you, keep ringing and... Out, yeah, I don't put, know. I think put, put, yeah. Those yeah. yeah, next to the P on the keyboard. Uh, on the yeah. Keyboard, keyboard, you see, let's see what's happened there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the pressure on. I think it's working, unlike your, your, your typing skills. They're, they're yeah, so apparently you get bumped up the transplant list by harassing hospitals in, into giving you what you want. Good. These people are so disconnected from reality, it's absurd. Their brains never made it past primary school. People on Twitter have been sharing their stories of the rigorous process they went through before being given the chance to get a transplant. But in the world of anti-vaxxers, this is optional. The other option is a tantrum. Oh, and all your friends will join in too. Great. New friends. So vaxatious litigant reminded Dave and Haley on their Zoom call that her representative, not a lawyer, Serene Tafar, had told people not to protest as it may ruin her case. And this is a fair, this is a fair point. Mm. Haley responded with, protests are necessary. Yeah, from Brisbane. <sighs> Galaxy um, brain take there, Galaxy brain. So vexatious litigant, vexatious litigant followed up with, but Serene said not to protest. And Serene is her lawyer. Haley responded with, protests are necessary. Yeah. 
good work, good work. Uh, that sort of elitist dismissal is uh, exactly what the movement's looking for. Um, I don't know what is that um, your sense of empathy speaking to me, or uh, have you lost that in the in the in the in the in the wash somewhere? Anyway, look, Haley's not protesting. She's in northern New South Wales. She's simply inciting brizzy. harassment campaigns brizzy, from. Mate. Oh, she's busy. She's from yeah, busy. She's oh, okay, brizzy. Yeah. okay, <laughs> fair enough. Well, it sounds like you know something uh, I don't. Um, Either way, oh, she's out run, of state. I could run you through some of the businesses she's running, matey. Well, we might do an episode not on that. All, not all of them, and many of them have been deregistered. There's by, some real by ASIC. Um, I, I saw some really interesting things this afternoon, actually, and they like I was writing that 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 sort of dossier, and I was like, "Hold on, this is too big. I need to cut this short. We're yeah, going too far. It's it's a it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. We'll have a good one though. I think that's yeah. going to be a good one. That might be a two parter." Anyway, there is an in-person protest planned this Saturday at 10 a.m. outside the hospital. Good game, uh, guys. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, that'll be really good. I don't know. So, why don't you storm into ICU and just start, just start jumping up and down in there? Yeah, I think you should start coughing on people. It'd be funny, you know. Make him do a rat test. How, how oh, Sucked in, guys. Look, the new old order's licking your dick. So that being said, Dave intends to go down and join the rabble harassing medical workers and sick people with a post on Telegram under a video featuring Senator Zippy Babbitt making oh, this God. sort of disinformation-laden appeal to the health minister to somehow just rig the system to give a heart to someone he only actually cares about due to their vaccination status. And Dave said this. Time to stand up for Vicky, who I've only just met. Uh, or no, sorry, let me do it again. Time to stand up for Vicky, who I'm calling by her first name, although I've never met her, and no. time to end the medical apartheid insanity. Mm-hmm. If I can, I'm going to try and get to Melbourne and support this Saturday stand for Vicky and for medical freedom. But if the surf's really good, I won't be. Anyway, <laughs> enough is enough. Because you know Pete's not going down. So if he's got... He's got, if there's good waves, you'll just go out, Pete. This isn't the first time they've done this. They previously protested outside a children's hospital, which saw parents of terminally ill children being heckled by crowds of potentially COVID-infected morons as they went to see their possibly dying children. And yeah, now they plan to do that. it again. And thanks, Sods, for a reminder on that because we messaged earlier. I mean, fuck, man. These people are such fucking ghouls. And I just can't emphasize enough. Underline this. Vicky is not being denied a heart. She is being denied a place on a transplant list. While she remains unvaccinated. A difference. There is a fucking difference. She may, on that list, never get a heart. Others may be chosen above her for various reasons that you shouldn't know because you're not meant to know. It's not public fucking discourse. Jack explained a whole bunch of this stuff above. It's not a bureaucratic decision. It's a clinical one, but it goes along guidelines that are based on clinical fucking research. These idiots have drummed it into their heads that this hospital is going to kill her for not being vaccinated. What? (laughs) To make a point? That's what you assholes would do. Laughable, man. It's ridiculous. And for starters, this is her choice. So let's not obfuscate the point of the fact that she's been pilled and she's made her fucking bed and she's lying in it. But in this situation, as a result of this absolute circus, what could have been an easily reversible situation where she may have just said, okay, under good medical supervision and with good advice, I will take the vaccine to ensure that I don't get a COVID infection after transplant because I'm believing your advice because I'm not a fucking moron. How do you turn back on this? You can't reverse course. She's in. She's in for a penny. She's in for a pound. 
Yeah, she's, so, she's, she's pushed her chips into the middle. That's, realistically, uh, anti-vax hysteria has war. signed her fucking death warrant. And that's fucking sad. Unless yep. she has some sense of reason and she decides to reverse course. But I mean, it's not going to be easy because the Alfred people probably don't want to hang out with her too much after this. So look, after all of that, in the most bizarre plot twist, the voice of reason telling people not to do this is Serene. Mm-hmm. Now, Serene is a former lawyer who now vaguely represents people as not a lawyer while doing strangely lawyery things in exchange for currency. But she's a friend of the court, she yes, says. She Amicus Craig. No, 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 no. Now, I think the VLS, uh, VLSB is probably going to have some words about this situation with this fiery friend of ours fairly soon. I don't know. Maybe I just feel like maybe you are being a bit too lawyery for what you're meant to be doing in that situation. You've been struck off. Just take a seat. So she said in a Telegram post that despite the fact that Vicky's situation is gut-wrenching, her words, this is a quote. As her representative, I am concerned that protesting outside of the Alfred Hospital is not a constructive move in her situation, given her existing reliances on the services of the Alfred I don't see that as being wise. I mean, she's actually indicating that the Alfred would refuse care, and there's no, there's no, there's way. no issue. There's, there, there is no sign of that. Well, what I would say here, and I would say it's very interesting wording, because it's not about the fact that protesting outside a hospital is inherently fucked in the head. And Serene's mm. like, dude, there's a line, don't cross it. Like that's what I'd love to see from someone like that. Unfortunately, I expect too much. And the actual quote doesn't portray that at all. It's because basically she's saying she has to get treatment there to continue living. And of course, they wouldn't deny her that. But she just wants to save face in front of the people who are actively saving her life. I mean, they might not offer her a Tim Tam. And that's sort of what we're looking at here. Of course, they're going to continue to give her life-saving treatment, which is available to them in the form of the treatments they have on hand, as opposed to the heart, which is, once again, a giant list with a lot of criteria attached. So let's get back to Serene for a second here because she is indeed her representative. She's su- yes. <laughs> she's submitted a, um, a, a case to, to VCAT. So she's not a lawyer, but no, she is representing uh, Vicky at VCAT. Um, so, but she's not a lawyer. Um, so Serene's not a lawyer. She's also, and I love this, warned of possible scammers who may use Vicky's situation to enrich Surely themselves fraudulently. Not. So she told, she, she told potential supporters this as a warning. Please also be wary of any organisation asking for donations or funds in the name of Vicky's case. Ooh, there'll be a few pop up, surely. The only organisation that has asked for that support is CoVision for Vicky's legal case. Oh, I'm okay now. Yes. yes, yeah, exactly. So just make sure you give your money to Serene, not the other not scammers. Not anybody else, yeah. The not right even scammer. who looks a bit like me. No, um, no. Yeah, just straight no. to me, please. Oh, can, you make that, can you make that check out the cash? Yeah, exactly. It's just my initials. I am candid and solidly happy. Just, just my initials. I had to make that up on the fly. It wasn't good. I'm sorry. That was a bad acronym. A warning was sent in a message to employees of the Alfred that a protest may be held on the 18th of February and that additional security would be on site. I'm guessing there were rumbles around. I couldn't find them. I didn't look too hard. Whatever. That will no doubt be the case for what is a very widely circulated protest plan for the 25th. The message states that currently this patient 
is not admitted at the Alfred. While her COVID vaccination status may be one reason preventing her consideration as a transplant candidate, there may be other complicating factors, including other medical conditions. Hello. Yeah. I mean, look, you don't fucking know, do you? And like, you think- you think these pilled parrots out there on the fucking media trail saying, oh, yeah, but I've also got this other issue that kind of disqualifies me. Mm. Um, can I still come on the Today Show? Carl, do you still care about me now that I've got a kidney issue as well? No. People only give a shit about the fact that you're a fucking vaccine denier and that makes you hot property in the conspiratorial world and that fuckhead Carl Stefanovic's dumb pea-sized brain. So the takeaway from that is that it may not even be her vaccine status keeping her off the list. We don't know. That's her private medical it might, it, details. It, it, it is almost certainly one of what could be a sure, number of issues. Yeah. But it could be something else. She could get the jab and there could be another reason why she's not a valid candidate for a fucking heart transplant. Yep. This is something done on the clinical guidelines you explained earlier. Many vaxxers clearly do not give a fuck about this. In telling their flock of angry, disaffected sheep that she's being denied a life-saving organ transplant, they are perpetuating the idea that medical workers are inherently evil. That's this, the worst part. It's <laughs> not new. The hospitals are inherently evil. This is not new at all. The calls for some kind of second set of Nuremberg trials to literally hang medical workers involved in vaccination rollouts and God knows what else they'd come up with mm-hmm. has been canon for anti-vaxxers since the vaccine came to market. And calls to action like this based on the bullshit idea that organ transplants are just a free-for-all that grow on fucking trees. And as long as you're vaccinated, you can just run around the organ store and just throw them in your shopping trolley. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Oh, a couple before lunch. We have a two-for-one deal going if you're interested. These are incredibly dangerous. Take two kidneys and call me in the morning. And you know what? I'd love if that was true, but it fucking isn't. It is not. Don't. Well, by the way, donate your organs. And if you think donor A on your license means anything, no. Go on the registry, donate your fucking organs. Yes. It's an online form. Just do it. Now, the pandemic has been cruel to the frontline workers in hospitals. Some of them have died for their troubles, helping sick people recover from a bastard of a virus. And yet here we are in 2023, giving them new reasons to hate themselves in a professional field racked with severe mental health issues and utter fucking trauma due to extraordinary work pressures, constant fucking hours, and this utter cacophony of noise from patients who expect them to play God. And the system they practice in is constantly trying to squeeze them in ways that they don't even see coming. The bureaucracy is a whole part of this. Their minds must be exploding. Look, the, the, the big issue here really is, is, is this constant promotion of, of the idea that medical science is not, is not fit for purpose. And that means when people get ill who fall into these rabbit holes with clowns like O'Neags and Smith, that they basically, when they need help, they won't get it. Exactly. And, that, and for dumb and that, reasons. And that, for me, means that Smith and O'Neags and all these other grifter, anti-vax grifters are actually in the business of killing people. Blood in the hands. Blood in the hands, for sure. I mean, look, we've kind of got used to anti-vaxxers behaving badly. It's it's a bit of, it's their thing, right? And we report on that. It's kind of our thing. But every now and then, you're just reminded how fucking low these people will go. And this is one of those times. Mm-hmm. And I, I do hope this woman stops listening to idiots. And I'm sure there's countless other examples that I haven't heard of, that haven't been picked up by the mainstream media, Carl fucking Stefanovic and a bunch of shitty, grifting, attention-seeking parasite influencers. But just get the fucking vaccine. It's fine. It's not going to kill you. You know what's going to kill you? Your heart condition will. It's already there. Your heart's already dead. Hopefully, 
with no guarantees, of course. She just gets a heart, goes on the list, gets a heart, and gets on with her life and stops talking to these fucks. I think one of the first things it says within the Constitution is all laws within all... within... And with the soothing sounds of chess grandmaster Thanos Paniides ringing in our shell likes, mm-hmm. it means it's time for which black pill fuckwit said that. The quiz show that asks which black pill fuckwit said that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah. And if you're successful in today's which black pill fuckwit said that, Joel, you'll be put on a heart transplant list, <laughs> only to be rudely <laughs> taken off it again because, in my medical opinion, you drink too much craft beer. Oh, this is fair. I mean, what self-respecting donated live organ would want to be inserted into your body? <laughs> only have to only have to work like buggery to process the mango, nutmeg, and donkey semen and piss cocktail you drink. I just literally drank a mango, uh, mango pale ale, a full moon party, wolf of the willows. I'm so oh, sorry, God. Please good forgive me. Lord. <laughs> All right. So we give thanks to uh, listener Presbyterian Beige for this contribution. Ah, I love Presbyterian Beige. Here's the quote. Who else is tired of living inside a giant pyramid scheme controlled by criminals who gaslight us into believing they are the good guys? I have no idea. Throw me Was it? This is a good one, actually. Thank you, uh, PB. Was it? First, it was the Matrix, then a pyramid. Next, we'll move on to the trapezoid (laughs) model, Andrew Tate. Oh, where's Andrew these days? Was it? Gaslights are good because they use fossil fuels. Malcolm Roberts. No, no. Was it? I have a detox for that day, but stay out of pyramids. That's where the Masons get you, David Wolf. Ooh. The avocado. Or was it? I have a supplement for that, and I really need you to buy a lot of it. Alex Jones. Oh, oh. I don't know. So one of the things about Andrew Tate is Andrew Tate clearly has someone doing his social media from outside because he's like yeah, tweeting from posts. jail. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like I would instantly disqualify him because he's a fucking moron and he can't write like this. Um, he's not. Oh. Good chess player though. Not a grandmaster. Good chess Yeah. Player. I'm just trying to think of who's the smartest person here because while I'd have no respect for the, the quote, um, not, it's, it's literate. Pretty low bar. Pretty low bar at least for. It's really low. Um, I'm going to go Andrew Tate. Oh, oh Fuck. <laughs> you might have to give up the crap here. Um, no, it was, in fact, uh, the avocado, David Wolf. Ah, oh, God damn it. He's usually a functional illiterate. How the because uh, I, I see lots yeah. of David Wolf because he, he probably plagiarized it. Well, but the, yeah, well, probably did. But like the thing with like doing Pete Evans every week is that I have to see all these fucking reshared Avocado Wolf thing. He reshares shitloads of David Avocado Wolf, so I see heaps of his content. So I'm actually really like deeply ashamed at not realizing uh, ex- his pattern. Excellent work from Presbyterian Beige there. Yeah, really you got, got you into a bit of a muddle. His yeah, his quote too. Total exoneration. Thank you to the grand jury for your patriotism and courage. The USA is very proud of you. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Shit. Was it totally exonerated with the exception of the Georgia grand jury, the DOJ and the state of New York? Donald J. Trump. Yeah, he's in trouble. Or was it back to those late night ads for penis enlargement? Pity it didn't work on him. Rudy Giuliani. Or was it South Carolina Senator who once hated Trump, then loved him, and now hates him again, yeah. Lindsey Graham? What works better for me? Or was it God's ambulance chaser, L. Lynn, 
the L Lynn stands for Lucian Lincoln, Joel. <laughs> Lucian, it does. Lucian it's a, Lincoln. That's a cool name. I'm not kidding. L Lynn Wood. So which one of those four said totally exoneration? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I like the idea of going back into the vault because it's been a quiet time for our uh, southern lawyer. Uh, give me Lynn Wood. Oh, fuck. It's, it's, the, it's the Trumpster. Well, it's the felt like the Trumpster. marks. He didn't do anything in caps. But um, but, but when yeah, did he get exonerated? He hasn't been. This was after the this is after the grand jury reported, and the reports have, uh, have been somewhat muffled because there are a number of people who didn't appear before the grand jury, including Donald Trump. So in order for these people who may be indicted, including Donald Trump, to receive a fair trial, there won't be. There hasn't been any discussion about it. So it's been a, a sort of fairly um, controlled oh, like a issue of the blackout report. type thing. Yeah, yep. okay, a little bit of that. And oh, then, of course, one of the grand jurors has popped up in the last day or so and spoken about, well, yeah, I reckon Donald Trump's going to get indicted for sure, and which is really not helping. No, not helping no, because, not helping uh, at all. That, and, and, and Trump, who was claiming that he was totally exonerated uh, on his um, true social uh, yesterday, said this is a circus. So um, so he's changed his complete mind on the grand on the Georgia grand jury. There are a lot of other things that he has to worry about, but that one is looking a bit pressing. I yeah. did notice the Daily Telegraph ran with a, this is, you know, this could be a get out of jail for, for Trump. Um, yeah. But I'm not sure that that's the right angle to take at this stage. It could well, be. The grand jury should be shutting the fuck up. But anyway. Yes, in a big fucking way. Oh, well. All right. Well, no more craft beer for you, Joel. I've um, still got some. Can I finish the one I've got? No. Dude. Um, come on, man. All right. Well, we'll see how you go with quote three. All right. It's not getting sold because I have held it under Clause 61 of Magna Carta. That makes no sense. By the way, Clause 61 reads, no free man shall be taken or imprisoned or be decised, it's a very old English word, mm-hmm. of his freehold or liberties or free customs or be outlawed or exiled or any otherwise destroyed, nor will we not pass upon him nor condemn him, but by lawful judgment of his peers or by the law of the land. Ooh, there's some sausage shit right there. But that's so, from the Magna Carta. Is it not Article 61? Clause 61, I think it was. Well, no, like I'm not saying that you got the quote wrong. I'm just saying I think the quoter got it wrong, which is guiding my decision because- No, no, I checked. I checked. That That is our Clause 61 of Magna Carta read. No, no, no. That's that's the, that's the right like text, but I think it's meant to be Article 61. So I'm going um, to see if Clause 61 comes up on the internet. Okay, okay, so Clause 61 and Article 61. Okay, you can say both. You can say either, right. Yeah, well, okay. well, we've sorted that out, but that's well, was, not the question. I was that trying to figure out who might not know the, the Magna Carta. That would, that would guide my decision. So who said it is not getting sold because I have held it, I have it held under Clause 61 of Magna Carta? Okay. Was right. it co-author of the Magna Carta? The hated King John of England? I'm not ruling it out. Or was it living in a van down by the river, the Gloucester, <laughs> the snapping turtle, Wayne Glue? Uh, or was it living large on government cheese right now to raise a van light shout? Or was it Senator in exile, threat to crockery as much as he is to himself, probably a little bit more to himself, Rodney Cullen? I am going to go with the big RC, Rodney Cullerton. Oh, no! Fuck! Fuck, it was the Gloucester. Really? 
His property is not getting sold. What, was that Geraldton? Yeah. Oh, you've reached into the vault for that. Oh, yeah, I pulled it out of the vault, yeah. God It's not it. getting sold because I have it held under Clause 61 of Magna Carta, and mm. that's uh, didn't quite work out for him, Glooster, because you're living in a van down by the rivers <laughs> on your I, sister's I, on your sister's property. I didn't do that because of the timing. I was like, oh, well, Glue's got nothing to sell. Oh, he sold his property current, many don't years have to ago. Be current quotes, yeah, it's just black <sighs> right? fuck, fuck wittery. Right. And of That's course, after going through a, a, a short list of kooky soft sits in Australia, it brings us to. We fired you. We sacked you. We dismissed you as what? As garbage, because that's all you are. You're a criminal. You're a traitor. And you're going to the biggest barbecue in history. So from Christmas dinner to you are the dinner. Thank you. That's what I'll go with. The bullshit artist, formerly known as Prince. See what I did there, Joel? Uh, like formal, yeah. Kristen Rodney Donald McDonald. Mm. All hail Prince Kristen the First. Prince oh. Kristen Rodney Donald McDonald. Jesus. Jesus, your parents were taking the piss, son. Yeah, that's rough. He's the Prince of Abraholis Islands. Is he? Bung his head on a coin and his face on a stamp. He's the nice. first prince in Australia since Prince Leonard of Hutt Province, the self-declared sovereign state of Hutt. Yeah, yeah. And Prince Lenny went on to make a fortune in stamps. Yeah. But Prince Lenny, Leonard George Kaisley, went to God for a sharp talking to in 2019. Mm. And his fiefdom is now in disarray with his son and heir, Prince Graham, having to sell the 75-kilometre estate to pay the 2.15 million US in back taxes. Not to the ATO, mind you, but the IRS in the good old US of A, and they don't fuck around. That is very, very interesting. I did not know about that. So the dream is over, and the micronation of Hutt has the bailiffs at the door, which is a real oh. shame. I'm sure someone else will take over and make their own stamps. Oh, wait, the new prince of Albrahos, Prince Ronald McDonald or something <laughs> along those lines, is having a few problems of his own. Who would have thought running your own country would be so hard? Yes, Prince Mayor McCheese, or is he the Hamburglar, has been charged with illegally entering his own realm, which is a, nat- a nature reserve accessible by permit, which Ooh. he doesn't have. Oh. oh, no. But he got sprung there by WA Fisheries, who were very mean to him and charged him with a raft of offences. He was charged with travelling to the Abraholos Islands, a protected fish habitat of Geraldton, without notice, unlawfully using a jetty and failing to comply with directions by Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development Officers. How dare they? (laughs) The Prince. Exactly. Don't you know who I am? No. No. Are you okay, though? The 40-year-old self-appointed monarch also faced trespass, criminal damage, and breach of misconduct order charges. But this week questioned the court's authority to hear the matter in the first place. Mm. He's not just a prince. He's a subset. He's a subset prince. And as such, he yelled out to anyone who was listening, and let's face it, there weren't many, that he was a sovereign <laughs> and the court has no, no jurisdiction. jurisdiction. So glad on the pain, pain base. That was very good. This is a matter of international law because the Abraholos Islands falls outside of state waters, His Highness said. Well, no, Princey boy. Australia has an exclusive economic zone, an EEZ, that extends beyond the 12 nautical mile territorial sea to a distance of 
200 nautical miles, one nautical mile is internationally defined as 1.852 kilometres, the Abrahollis Islands lies 60 to 80 kilometres off the Midwest coast of Western Australia. Ooh. So it's well within that uh, EEZ. Mm. I don't know whether this court does have jurisdiction, His Highness went on to say, to... Because it doesn't have the imperial seal. Oh, his highness is fucked. Not only did the court not have the imperial seal, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but the punishment leopard was also absent from proceedings. I didn't know you were going to do that joke, so that got me good. I'm very happy about that. Well done. <laughs> so his highness presented the court with letters to, emphasis on to, the then Queen Elizabeth II and King Charles III, outlining his claim of ownership to the islands. These were letters to them, which were likely not responded to or received. <laughs> no, no. Just just, just, just for the record, uh, I first read this and I was like, letters from the Queen and the new King? No, no, no letters no. to. Letters to. Yeah. Letters to. So Magistrate Heidi Watson said the letters are not relevant, fair, to the case, and did not tender them as exhibits, which is a miscarriage oh. of justice, of course. Well. Demands a retrial, I mean, this- Man of great stature. The prince has been forlorn, claiming the rude fisheries guys were rude to him and caused him mental illness. Well, exacerbated at least. Uh, <laughs> and perhaps and uh, he said he was thinking of selling his boat, which is unlike him entirely. What sort of monarch are you, Prince Grimace? The first sign of a bit of stress in your abdicating. Weak as piss, son. Weak as piss. Agreed. Magistrate Heidi Watson is expected to deliver her verdict on May the 10th. I would love to have been the associate on that, helping write that fucking judgment. Mr. McDonald will appear on court on other matters, God knows what they are, in December, which I'm guessing was long. Tried to find what else they were, but nothing 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 came came up. up. Yeah. 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 So we're just checking the scoreboard, and it looks like Sob sits zero. The man won, but that's likely to go way up later this year. In the meantime, His Royal Highness Cheeseburger is looking at a diet of government cheese, and without his boat, he'll be living in a van, van down, down by, by the river. river. Oh, yeah, that's where they all wind up. I'm a staunch patriot. I love our country. I love our freedoms. I love that in Australia you can be anything that you want to be. There is nothing and no one stopping you from achieving your hopes, your aspirations and your dreams. It has been a huge fortnight in Pete Evans where Pete has been ad nauseum posting anti-vax hysteria and general right-wing nonsense Lots of bigotry, and it seems that Pete, um, hold on, uh, sorry, still hates gay people. So that's oh, cool. Dear. Really happy about that. Really just top work. So inclusive. Love it. Anyway, back to normal programming where Pete posted an article from news.com.au with the headline Expert Slams Gold Standard Cochrane Review Mask Verdict. Gold Standard. In inverted commas. Mm. And in this article, it is explained that Cochrane reviews are respected widely. They are. Often referred to as the gold standard. And then an expert has come out to say that they think this is wrong. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not one to make up conspiracy theories, but I'm guessing this is a catnip to anti-vaxxers to share this shitty article around and get some clicks. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not being conspiratorial here. 
We discussed this last episode. This is how the media is sending catnip to anti-vaxxers. This is totally an example of it. But while Pete usually mindlessly shares things on his Telegram channel, he chimed in with these genius two cents. The expert, expert in inverted commas, in the story above doesn't actually provide any evidence at all that they work. You would think, comma, for some reason, that would be their first objective. If they don't provide any evidence that they work, dot, 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 then they don't. (laughs) Pretty simple. Yeah. Is it Fingers Fingers up turned to the clouds or some fucking thing. See, this is the issue with Pete because he hasn't quite learned how to click on links and read them. No, so, reading, reading. It's the problem. Reading's the problem. Well, I don't think he ever even clicked on a link, to be honest. So the expert in the story, in the article, said this, and I quote, The Cochrane Review combined studies that were dissimilar. They were in different settings, healthcare and community, and measuring different outcomes, continuous use of N95 versus intermittent. Uh, This is like comparing apples with oranges, which is a terrible cliche. No Mm -hmm. one should ever use it. Uh, Because oranges and apples are are kind of similar, really. They're kind of spherical. Anyway, just don't do it. If wearing nine... If wearing N95 intermittently doesn't protect, but wearing one continuously does, then combining studies that use it in these different ways may suggest N95s don't work. That was mm-hmm. the so-called expert on this. I would that just was. say the Cochrane, the Cochrane Review just completed and just published actually talks about hand hygiene. It's one of those things that's been really, really overlooked. Yeah. And, and, and good hand hygiene will see you uh, avoid a lot of problems with viruses, contracting viruses. Yeah, okay. I've always thought that hand well, hygiene was kind 16%, of bullshit. Sixteen percent. You're yeah, sixteen percent okay. less likely. I still wash my hands, but at the same time, like it seemed like that became this like you know ridiculous idea for paranoid lunatics, whereas masks made a lot more sense as a result of droplets, and you can sort of like you can you can you can visualize well, the idea. It, yeah, of that. look, you can understand. Yeah, you can understand what the Cochrane Review has come up with, and that is that you know basically even N95 masks are not going to prevent viral transmission because viruses are teeny weeny, even yeah. smaller than Malcolm Roberts. And there's the situation of the fact that even when you're in a situation where you're wearing some kind of mask and you're doing some sort of transmission thing, no one's really wearing them anymore anyway. So that's kind of you, you're in a, a sea of virus. Oh no, it was done in it was the study was done in clinical. Yeah, look, yeah, I mean, look, it's it's okay to question this stuff, but but as I say, it is the gold standard, and and it is saying, yeah, generally speaking, mask wearing not all that effective. Well, I can tell you right now that despite the fact the expert referred to here didn't write the article, so the idea that she could just choose what was included is absurd, we can actually see here that she explains her reasoning behind her conclusions and she's kind of quoted in doing so. Now, Yes, I you can tell Pete that- didn't write it because there were no spelling mistakes. There are no grammatical errors. So this, exactly. This, this person I- is, is, is objectively looking at the Cochrane Review. I'm sure the Cochrane have done a great thing here, but when it comes down to it, this is what peer review is all about, and I don't imagine it's been peer-reviewed because here's a peer basically saying, guys, I think you fucked up. I think you might have combined some studies that aren't relevant with other studies, and maybe you should check your math. But the thing is, is that this quote is bang in the middle of the article. Not only that, but if you use various search terms as a follow-up, like what I did, which was literally... COVID masks useless Cochrane, one of the first three results 
is an entire article she wrote contesting the claim. It's an entire article. You've got tons of evidence. So I will absolutely refute the idea that the Cochrane is some sort of irrefutable gold standard because it turns out there's some really valid reasons to dispute their findings. And that's okay because that's how academia works. Right. And yeah, the thing is, is that she wrote an article on this. It's not hard to find. It's out there in the open. It's almost waiting to be found. But Pete doesn't want to find it. He doesn't look well, for things. It's reading. It's reading. He didn't even read the fucking article. He didn't even <laughs> see because what it's she reading. said. He's just an idiot who just he just oh, he just sees headlines. He takes screenshots of them maybe adds a link to the Telegram post and says, look what I found, guys. Oh, look, it's really interesting. You should definitely check out this headline written by someone who definitely has integrity. So as other than that, and this is a reach, because let's face it, Pete is not as funny as he used to be. He's just been posting the usual right-wing bigotry, anti-vax hysteria. He's got very excited about a finding. And this finding was partially funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. He shared the post quite effortlessly that says that natural immunity is as good as vaccination against COVID-19. Now, let's get the first thing out of the way here. There's the elephant in the room. Pete hates the Gates Foundation. He thinks Bill Gates is trying to literally depopulate the world. He has said that. But now, all of a sudden... They funded a study that says something he wants to hear. Oh, no, no, they're good now. No, we're mates. No, we're mates all along. No, it was a misunderstanding. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I just got a bit pissed. We had a bit of a chat, though. We sussed it out. No, we had some oysters and, like, we chatted and it was fine. I just, like, like, look, I just, I thought he was depopulating the world, but then he did this study that I agree with, and now, oh, he's all right. Yeah. But let's go, okay, let's 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 get past that because I'm being facetious. Secondly, in order to get this natural immunity, you have to get COVID. Not the diet COVID we've all had as these vaccinated normies going, oh my god, my head is so warm. But full-blown unvaccinated COVID. Now, I'm gonna give you a bit of a lesson on what unvaccinated COVID is like, because some of the listeners will have seen this in its glory. Remember when everyone got zapped by LRADs in Canberra? And they came home feeling like shit. Those persistent coughs that wouldn't go away. Those complaints of feeling truly horrid. Yeah, they blamed it on the big bad LRADs. That noise, uh, sorry, noise, you know. noise made me feel sick. Yeah, I think they were blasting electrons at my asshole. Yeah, that's what happens when the unvaccinated get COVID. It's not fun. It's never fun getting COVID, but it's worse when you're unvaccinated. And you can have lingering health impacts. Yes. I don't know. There's, it's, it's been a, a story for a few years now. Anti-vaxxers will deny them outright and blame a mobile phone or some sort of desperate moment that they accidentally drank unfiltered tap water. Trials. Oh, I was just thirsty. I'm sorry. But it's just because COVID can linger like a bastard and it can fuck with you for months after infection. This is common knowledge outside of cooker circles, of course, who are in denial and they have their heads in the sand. That's fine. So, yeah. So, the goal is that you get COVID. You risk awful lingering symptoms, possibly death, because the stats don't lie. Anti-vaxxers do. I mean, they die. And then somehow that's a good thing because you're less likely to get it again. You don't, you don't want to have it. 
and uh, and if you do have it, you want it not to be bad. So only anti-vaxxers could possibly see this logic and be like, oh, yeah, man, we'll fucking run all along. Just get the virus and then it's good. What? Natural immunity is a bad thing. It requires you to get sick. The aim is to not get sick. Not get sick. This is most people. Now, I will admit, I want to be very woke about this. Bug chases are a thing. I mean, in the gay community, there's a, there's a weird subset of people who want to get AIDS. I mean, this is a thing. Totally a thing. And... Anti-vaxxers just seem to love chasing bugs. But look, I don't even know why Pete posted that. He doesn't even believe that germs make you sick. He believes the absurd terrain theory that claims that sickness is actually from your surroundings and what you consume. Grass-fed salmon and not germs. Maybe he changed his mind on that. I don't know. Hard to tell. He doesn't really have any principles or beliefs, let's face it. But it's not all about Pete this week, because old Zippy Babbitt, He's been putting on his big boy pants and asking questions to ministers in question time. He's come so far. I'm so proud of yeah, him. He's got oh. a parasol now. I've seen him. Yeah. He's got a parasol. He's That's very fantastic. good. He's very good. This is his question. I think it's a, I think it's the first one um, for, for QT. It could be, From, yeah. from the Zipster. Minister. Sure. Now, you mentioned some causes of death there. Now, I'm just going to say here that he's cherry-picked this clip only to show his supplementary question. Now, I'm not oh, doing enough research here, and there was no Hansard record at this at this date, so I have to do a follow-up. But you've got to wonder why he's isolating this to his supplementary answer and the question, why he feel he could only post a follow-up and not the initial answer. I think that's very suspect. I mean, why did he not just post the whole mm. interaction? Why not? Anyway, anyway, yeah. he went on. But you didn't mention myocarditis and pericarditis, which I just learnt to spell. <laughs> now, this is an issue which is now in the mainstream media, which I dislike. Even <laughs> Carl Stefanovic, even. Even. Even Carl Stefanovic, even a walking fucking colossus of human, of common sense like Carl Stefanovic talked about it on Channel 9 recently. Yeah, I mean, come on. Really? Is that is that where you're going with this? I mean, fuck's sake. He said he wouldn't take more than two jabs because he had concerns. I think he said more than two, but anyway. Relating yeah. to hard issues, I did see that bit that Stefanovic talked about. How he, I think he had three or four. Hey, anyway, he's a bitch. he said he wouldn't take more than two jabs because he had concerns relating to hard issues. I don't think he said that either. Now, Minister, is the government confident that none of this is because of the mRNA injection. Minister, again. So the answer is long and boring, but here's the gist of it. She's not a naturally talented speaker. So here is a quote from the relevant minister in the Senate, Katie Gallagher, who answered the question on behalf of the health minister. And I would also say that the data shows that for those who are unvaccinated, so haven't had a vaccine primarily, an mRNA vaccine, um, they are much more likely to end up in ICU or passing away. So those who are not vaccinated or not up to date with their vaccinations, and for people in my age group, it's 32 times more likely to end up in hospital if you're not vaccinated. 32. Fuck. I know. We are confident the government and the approving authorities are confident that the mRNA vaccine is safe for people to be vaccinated. Yeah, okay. Well, that's it's a decent answer, right? And she's not even the health minister. So she's like 
She's working with this situation. She's dealing with this fucking moron because she has to. But (laughs) Babbitt isn't happy with this. So he follows up with a second supplementary question. Minister, given that you're so confident that mRNA is so safe and is so effective, when is the government going to release the data to support this claim? When are you going to talk to a target and tell them to give us the information? Are you going to do this, Minister? Now, There's a really important thing to say here, which is, A, Senator Babbitt gave this question in advance to the health minister in order for this answer to be prepared, which I think was a respectable thing. And she mentioned at the start of her answer. But also, the following is important because he posted this video himself. He's actually proud of this interaction. Little twirl of the parasol, he was that proud. Mm. He assumes that people watching this will be impressed by what goes down next. (laughs) Which I think is fascinating in a thousand different ways. Because I've always maintained anti-vax audience are fucking morons. And I do feel like some of them kind of realise that. So Katie Gallagher quite politely notifies him that it's not Atagi that provides this information, but the TGA. Here's the quote. The TGA, and they do publish adverse events events through uh, quite frequent reporting. I think it's either weekly or monthly reporting of ad- adverse events relating to vaccination status. And we do we do see that. Yeah, so that's it. So, like, I'm sorry, man, but, like, are you actually doing your own research? Because, like, all you know is that Atagi exists and you're angry at it and now you're, I want accountability from, what's that, what's that acronym? Uh, cool, you're a senator. Get your shit together. Yeah, he probably Christ thinks sake. it's Atari. Oh, and, my and, God. And why can't get games on them anymore? To be fair, I'd prefer that option. So on the conditional release program, we insist that a part of the antidote to disinformation and hysteria is transparency. Adverse events cannot be ignored. Totally agree with this. And while anti-vaxxers will desperately seek to poison the world with these absurd claims that take expert analysis to debunk, oh, I'm shaking on TikTok. Unfortunately, that's one of the things that comes with a public health initiative. If you mandate a jab, you've got to suck up all the bullshit that comes after it. I know it's a lot because the public can be a bit of a handful at times, but this is what's happening in front of you. Employ some staff. The issue with this, and fundamentally our system in general, relies on good faith. And that is something that opportunistic parasites like Zippy and the idiots that inserted these dopey ideas into his brain simply don't believe in. Good faith is an obstacle to discourse. It's an obstacle to success, and it does not exist in the anti-vax community. This is a fundamental tenet and one of the standard operating procedures they run by. And so while the TGA will publish adverse events in good faith, likely including a bunch of made-up bullshit by pilled idiots trying to spread propaganda, this idiot will stand up in Parliament and demand that Atagi, the wrong agency... Give us the information <laughs> when the TGA, the correct agency, already is. Not only that, but he will then record and post the fucking video proudly. This is what we're dealing with here. But this is not only what we're dealing with as a public, but Jesus fucking Christ, this is the nonsense ministers have to put up with. In this uh, era of dead shit, gullible, noisy politician. Oh, she was lovely about it. You know, she didn't tell him to fuck off once. I'd find that very difficult. But this is the thing. You've got these weird, angry, hysterical, noisy politicians who don't take themselves or their job seriously. They're there as a fucking meme. And here we go. This is what we get. 
So we've got these questions from clowns creating this sideshow for social media content because it's the only kind of sense of identity they have with mm-hmm. this goal of making people angry and then, unfortunately, as we've seen earlier in this episode, make questionable fucking health choices. So it's an absolute waste of time. It's a waste of your fucking money. And I'd say an embarrassment to the Commonwealth of Australia. <laughs> it is. It is it's on fucking record. Yeah. But, okay, look, redemption, there's always a silver lining. At least he's not making me work hard to produce this segment. I mean, man, the more bullshit stunts he pulls, the easier these episodes are to write. So, look, Zibby, thanks. I owe you one. The end of the episode's sometimes a bit of a struggle to write. Keep up the good work, man. Make it easy for me, you fucking moron. Yeah, he's getting more confident now. I think he's, he's mm. going to get to his feet and ask a few he more is. questions. I reckon in yeah. three or four or five years, he's going to be a real firework. And you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your hosts, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. Well done if you made it this far. Uh, Jack will be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with AK. So on Facebook page, you can find it fairly easily. Just search for it. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it on social media in some way, shape, or form. Tell people at the dinner table. Harass your family. They're all listeners. Well, potential ones at least. And we have a Patreon to help keep this sustainable. It's bloody time-consuming, and we still have to pay the rent. So help us keep the lights on, please. 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 For as little as $5 a month, you have access to all sorts of bonus content, including a weekly premium episode, which we are putting a decent amount of effort into. Like some of the content we've done recently on the pre-episodes is not not bad. (laughs) Yeah, we, it's, uh, we used to call it the overflow, but it's a premium episode. It That's really right. is. You know, we put a lot of time into it. And, yeah. Uh, and, and we like the um, the discretion that's associated with uh, having a, a Patreon or Patreon yeah. discussion. We can freestyle um, a bit. We can, do, we can go a little bit further than, yeah. uh, than we can Speak when we off go the cuff. free to air. Yeah. And finally, all feedback, tips and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's the course to say that we're going to Nuremberg 2.0 for denying a heart transplant to a Melbourne mum. Hold on, mate. I think you got the wrong number. Yeah, sorry. You're trying to harass a hospital, not a podcast. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's different. You, Call yeah, triple yeah. zero and harass them. Yeah. No, it's not the, don't, not, no, don't do that. It's don't not the that. Alfred release program. Just, just saying. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Figure your shit out. Thanks, listeners. See ya. See you guys. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me! You guys are bastards!